I don't think Blondie had anything on them, do you? Wow. Any uh, Blondie fans in the in the house? Uh, yeah, the young ones are looking around. Who's blonde, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, long before the new wave, the punk invasion, which I actually loved uh, when I was a kid, Debbie Harry, she belted out these lyrics. But, friends, the evil one's been singing a very similar tune since the beginning of time. In fact, that's been his mantra for millenniums. You know, one way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you. I mean, he's been singing it over and over and over. You know, we're continuing our series, uh, uh, Cages and Chains, and we've been looking at some of the, the cages that isolate us, that imprison us, you know, looking at some of the chains that tend to bind us and and hold us captive in in life. And it has been my prayer for this series that people will come out of their cages. They'll leave those prisons, that people will break every chain in their life and begin to experience the freedom that I believe is only found in Jesus Christ. And so today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the snares and the traps of a thing called temptation. You know, Peter writes this, he says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Friends, make no mistake about it. The evil one's on the prowl and he is out to get you. He wants to get you. You know, one way or another, that, that is his plan, and that's his agenda. Now, I want us to be honest for a moment, and I'm going to start out kind of easy, but I want you to raise your hand if you've ever been tempted to, like, skip church. All right? Very disappointed in all of you. Mm. All right. Have you ever been tempted to lie about something? All right. Have you ever been tempted to do something that you knew you shouldn't do? If you've ever been tempted to sin. All right. How many of you were tempted not to raise your hand just now? I was like... Yeah, the the fact is, all of us, all of us, including you and me, struggle with a thing called temptation. And our temptations might be different, but everybody, everybody is tempted in some area of life. That's just a fact. You, You will never be so mature that, that you stop struggling with temptation in your life. It will always be an issue, always. And you're going to find, in order to have victory over temptation, one of the first things you've got to get in your mind is that you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted. You know, James says no one when tempted, and I want you to notice it doesn't say might be tempted there, 
you know, the, the fact is it says when you're tempted, no one when tempted should say, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts what? No one. All right. So when you're tempted to go haywire in your life, when when you're tempted to kind of take things to the edge, to lie, to lust or steal or cheat or hate or maybe misuse your power in some way, to envy something someone has, when, when you're tempted to jump into that pool of sin, to do whatever, you, you fill in the blank, okay? James says, don't blame God. He says, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. The fact is, don't blame God when you're tempted. God will test you, all right? And he does that to make you stronger, to help you mature in your faith. But God never tempts. And if, if God isn't tempting us, it kind of begs a question, doesn't it? Who is? Well, Satan, the devil, the evil one. The, the, the evil one's game plan, I mean, it's very clear. One way or another, he plans on getting you in your life. And this is where right now some of you are unplugging on me. You're thinking, oh, wait a minute, Damon. Come on. You're not suggesting to me that the devil is tempting me. You know, Damon, I, I thought you were a smart guy. I, I thought you were an educated guy. You really believe that the devil wreaks havoc in this world and in people's lives? You mean to tell me you buy that? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, let let me ask you something. How do you explain 200 million people that are slaughtered in the past century you know, how do you explain that kind of genocide in the world? I mean, how do you explain 42 million pornographic websites? I mean, a porn industry with an annual income of close to 92 billion, billion, not million, billion dollars. Think about that. That's more revenue than Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and all of Hollywood combined. I mean, how do you explain the fact that every 60 seconds someone's murdered? Every two seconds someone steals. Every two minutes someone's raped. How do you explain that? You know, damaged chromosomes? A flawed education system? Bad parenting? Make no mistake about it, the evil one is working and setting traps and trying to lure and destroy people's lives. The evil one's been at that game since the beginning of time, since the Garden of Eden. You know, God's word is full of all kinds of advice, and that's what I really want to look at today, how to handle that temptation. See, you need to realize And acknowledge that the evil one's out there, that he's out to get you, to trip you up. He's setting traps just for you. 
You need to anticipate it. You need to expect it. The, the fact is you shouldn't be surprised. You shouldn't be intimidated. You shouldn't be a, a shocked by it. Instead, we should be prepared for it. You know, it's interesting uh, when, when you're tempted uh, so many times we uh, react very similar ways, all of us do. You know, sometimes we're, we're kind of shocked, you know, when we're tempted. Have you ever had that, like, where'd that thought come from? It just pops in your head. You know, how, how could I think something like that? You know, sometimes we, we become very frustrated with temptation because we know it's a trap, but man, there's something appealing about it. You know, what, why am I so weak in my life? And so we got this inner struggle in us. And then sometimes I think we just get discouraged by it. You know, what's wrong with me? I guess I'm always going to struggle with this in my life. And friends, you need to understand something. It is not a sin to be tempted. It is a sin when you give in to the temptation in your life. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way. But Jesus never sinned. You know, he was perfect. Never struck out. He always rose to the occasion. The moment you were saved, the moment that you gave your life to Jesus Christ, the evil one started strategizing and customizing traps for your life. You know, he started trying to figure out what your weakness is, where you're vulnerable in your life. His main objective, he wants to get you. One way or another, he's out to get you. And you got to get that in your brain. There will always be traps around you. Always, always. You, you got to decide ahead of time, I'm not going to jump in there. You cannot stop the evil one from bombarding your mind. Culture will bombard your mind. But you can decide that you're not going to fixate and focus on it, whatever that thought is. You will always be tempted, not, not because you're evil, because you're human. It's part of our DNA, so to speak. So, so what do you do? What do you do when you're tempted? You know, Jesus said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Friends, the stakes are very high. You have to be prepared in your life. You have to watch. You're gonna face temptation all the time. You know, there, there will be some seasons in your life where you're gonna be more vulnerable. I mean, it varies with all of us. But for some of you, like, you'll be the most tempted when you're, when you're bored, when you're uh, dissatisfied with life, uh, when you're lonely, uh, when you're tired. You know, for others, it's when you're under a lot of stress in your life. You become very vulnerable to, to temptation. You know, for some of you, it'll be after a great big success. You know, you get that promotion or you get that thing that you've always wanted. You need to understand where you're the most vulnerable. 
You need to understand what, what traps are the most luring to you. You have to pay attention. Why? Because the, the devil's trying to trick you here. You've got to realize that there are traps in life. And you also got to realize what your part is in this. You know, how many of you remember uh, playing the game Mousetrap? Yeah. The game, it was a bit crazy. My, my wife refused to play it with our grandkids. She goes, this is just a dumb game and it takes a lot of time. But they, it was one of those games that you, you move around the board, you know, and, and then you actually help build that mousetrap. And that thing that's potentially going to capture you. And I think, who, who does that? I mean, who does that? You know, hey, I think I'll build a trap and then we'll see if it catches me or not. You know, maybe I'll get caught. But real life, we face those temptations. But you've got to understand you participated in building the trap. Because the, the fact is, without you giving in to the trap, there is no trap. I mean, most of the time, we, we, when we fall for that trap, when we get caught, so to speak, what do we do? We want to blame God, want to blame other people. Yeah, you caused that. Want to blame the devil? Yeah. How many times people say, the devil made me do that? Well, the evil one cannot get you without you deciding that you're going to cooperate with him. You know, James says this, he says, but one is tempted by one's own desires. Let that sink in a little bit. Being lured and enticed by it, then when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and that sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. See, we're lured, we're, we're enticed, we're, we're tricked. You know, the, the key to the trap is our desire. The trap does not work. This doesn't work without your desire, without you acting on it in some way. You know, for instance, I, I have never in my entire life been tempted to sniff glue. You know, butane or cleaners. Why? It doesn't sound appealing to me. It, it, it's never been an issue or a problem. It's not a potential trap for me because I don't have a desire, all right? You have to understand when that desire kicks in. You have to understand your part in the temptation. See, being tempted, again, it's not a sin. Struggling with temptation, not a sin, not a problem. It's only sin when you act on it, when you step into the temptation, so to speak. And when you act on it, let, let me just say something. When you act on a temptation in your life, own it, own it. You should own it. And, and I know this is going to fly in the face of public opinion big time. But you own it. You know, we live, we live in this age of irresponsibility. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. You know, yeah, I, I made the decision. I was wrong. It was my fault. No, the tendency, it's to blame someone, isn't it? 
We blame the government, blame media, blame our parents, blame the schools, you know, blame our genetics somehow. Most of my problems, if I'm honest with you, most of my problems I brought on myself. And I just jumped in. I helped build the trap. I got in the snare. And I got caught. And friends, the same thing's absolutely true for you. You will never... Hear this, you will never find freedom in your life until you stop fixing the blame in life. Until you you stop trying to fix the blame and you actually start trying to work on the problem. You know, when, when you finally stop blaming others and you own your part in this trap that you're in, you know, I think one of the most insidious traps there is is people get in here and they go, I just want to be happy. It is a terrible trap. When, when happiness becomes the most important thing, friends, watch out. You will find yourself trapped. You'll get in situations you never dreamed of. There is something more important than happiness in life. God wants you to be holy. God calls us to that. And hear this, you will never be truly happy if you ignore God's will in your life. See, when you follow God, when you're faithful in that, what you find is fullness in life. You find the abundant life that Jesus Christ promised his followers. You find freedom, which actually leads to true happiness and freedom, where you can live out here. You know, you want to keep from from getting tricked in your life? You want to stay out of that trap? You've got to ask God to help you, whatever that thing is. You know, God has a 24-7 hotline. And God's willing and waiting to help you. You know, I go to God with whatever my struggle is. God doesn't go, are you kidding me, Damon, again? Seriously? God's not surprised by it. God already knows about it. And God's waiting to help. And I was thinking about, so why don't we ask God to help us more when we face temptation? Well, here's the truth many times. We don't want his help. We do not want to resist the temptation. That's one of the problems. We want to give in to it. I mean, you know it's wrong. You, You know it's a trap. It's actually been customized for you. You get that. You know what's at stake if you get in there. But you want what you want. You want it anyway. You know, sometimes we we don't ask for help because I, I think we're a little embarrassed, you know, because we keep stumbling around in our life. We keep making the same mistakes over and over. And so we, we don't want to admit 
that we're struggling with the same stuff we've been struggling with for years and years and years. Friends, do not be afraid to ask God to help you. God is forever patient. His love is everlasting. His compassions, they endure forever and ever and ever. The Hebrew writer says, for our high priest is able to understand our weakness. He was tempted in every way that we are, but he did not sin. It's talking about Jesus there. Jesus, Jesus knows what we're going through. Jesus has been where you've been in your life. He's experienced the, the same temptations that you experience in your life. And and as I say that, for some of you, that may be new uh, uh, information for you, kind of a new insight. You're sitting there going, you mean Jesus was tempted like me? Jesus was tempted to lie? Yes. Jesus was tempted to be arrogant? Yes. He was tempted to cut corners? Absolutely. I mean, he was tempted sexually? You bet. Every area of life, Jesus understood the temptations, but he never gave in to them. Jesus understands your struggles. That should be good news to you. It says, let us then feel free to come before God's throne. Some versions say boldly come to God. Here there is grace, and we receive mercy and grace to help us when we need it. You see... Too many times, I think we struggle with temptation and we don't ask God for help because we're going to rely on a thing called willpower. I can handle this. I don't need any help. Do not be deceived. If you think for a moment, you know, I can, I can handle this on my own, You know, this isn't a problem. I'm strong enough to deal with this. Friends, it is a trap. And it will get you. Willpower will fail you. It'll, It'll work for a while. I get that. But it will not work permanently in your life. It will not be enough because at some point, you need more power than what you have. You know, God says this, he says, call to me in times of trouble. I will save you and you will honor me. In other words, you'll, you'll honor me by the way you live, the choices you make. You know, call out to God, he'll help you. Call out to God. You know, it's a 911 prayer. You know, I call them those microwave prayers in life. See, I'm not talking about some long, thought out, well-planned, well-said prayer. It's just when you're tempted, you you just cry out and go, Mayday, help, I need help here, I'm in trouble. No, code blue, God. It's not very theological, I get that. But you just call out for help. It works, friends, it really does work. You know, when it it comes to, to temptations, don't go alone. You can't, you can't battle temptation by yourself. You know, when, you, when you're facing a, a struggle in your life, you, you identify those traps that, that are alluring to you. Admit it. Admit it to a close Christ-following friend. 
okay? And I want to be really clear. You do not broadcast it to everybody. You do not post it on social media. Say that. Don't post on social media. <laughs> Don't do it. But you find a good Christian friend, someone you trust, someone who loves you and accepts you and is willing to help you be a better you, someone that will pray for you. You need their support. You need their encouragement in your life. The fact is, do not, do not let the evil one trick you into thinking you're just going to go this alone. And I know right now the, the evil one's whispering and lying to some of you. See, he's setting another trap for you. Because you don't need a support group. You don't have a problem. That's just make-believe. You don't need anybody. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's how he works. He's a master at it. You know, why don't people share with other, other Christians? Well, I will tell you the number one reason is this thing called pride. Pride. Pride will take you for a ride. Pride is fueled by insecurity. Pride is a snare that will mess you up. You know, the fact is, there are some things that, that just, it's very freeing when you're willing to just sit with someone else and tell them your struggle. It just frees you up. You know, just finding out that somebody else has the same struggles that you got. You know, Paul writes this, he says, no temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. You know, in other words, we've we got a lot in common here. You know, many of you, wh whatever it is that you're facing, God wants to help you with that. But God also wants us to help each other with that. You know, James, he goes on and he says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed, freed. I want you to notice something. It does not say confess your sins to a priest or a pastor. It doesn't say confess your sins to a counselor. Now, all those things may help. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. But it says confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, so that you may be freed, so that you may overcome whatever it is. You know, why do you share? Well, friends, when, when you, you talk about your struggles with someone, it helps you gain perspective. And it helps you gain control over that thing that, that's messing you up. You know, if you, you have hurts in your life, if you have secret struggles nobody knows about, I can tell you a couple things that will happen in your life. If you keep it a secret, it keeps growing and growing and growing. And it will trap you if you keep it to yourself. See, when you realize that your struggles are real 
and, and you share those, it is very liberating. You know, it's liberating because as you share with someone, it, it starts relieving the stress in your life. You, you realize other people are going through similar things. And then you start receiving support, encouragement, accountability in your life. Do not go that road alone when it comes to temptation. You got you to gotta live with some common sense too. If you don't want to get stung, what do you stay away from? Bees. <laughs> You know, if you, you don't want to get burned, you stay away from the fire. But for some reason, when it comes to sin, we, we go, you know, our goal when it comes to sin is not to see how close I can get. Hey, look at this. Check that out. I can handle that, man. I'm good. This isn't going to trap me. I'm, I'm really good at it. The goal is not to see how close you can get to this. The goal is to see how far away from sin you can get. How far away from the trap you can get. Avoid the trap at all cost. You know, the writer of Proverbs says, wise people are careful and avoid trouble. Fools are too confident and careless. See, a, a fool thinks, I can handle this. Look at me. I can handle it. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. I'm so much stronger than everybody else. And this isn't a problem. Friends, who are you kidding? Who are you kidding here? You know, identify where it is that you are the most tempted in your life and run from it. You know, it might be when you're traveling. You go, man, the temptations are awful. You know, it might be when you're with a certain group of people that you're tempted. It may be you have to quit hanging around those people. You know, it may be that you're the most vulnerable after school or in a parked car or on the weekends or when you got a little extra cash in your hand. It might be when you're alone. Be aware and then run from whatever the temptation is in your life. And just some practical advice here. Do not argue with the devil. Don't do it. You will lose every single time. You will never win an argument with Satan. You know, when you're tempted, the best advice is just run from it. Ever been on a diet? This is just advice that I think it works good. Go to the mall and hang out right in front of Cinnabon if you're on a diet. How's that work for you? Just me talking about it. Some of you go, I got to go to the food court this week. I mean, friends, you don't go to the food court and hang out by Cinnabon if you're trying to lose weight, trying to watch what you eat. You'd be sitting there looking at those going, man, those look really good. I love cinnamon rolls. And then you can start smelling them as they're baking them. And, and you're sitting there going, no, I don't want one of those. Nope. Who are you kidding? Seriously. Run. Stay away. Get as far away as possible. Whatever the temptation, 
Do not hang out where the opportunities are. It's a trap. It's waiting to be sprung on you, and it's waiting to get you. You know, through the years, I'll, I'll hear people when they take some great fall in their life, And they'll go, you know, Damon, I I just couldn't help myself. I mean, it it was an impossible thing to resist. Are you buying that lie? Are you? God always gives you a way out. God always gives you a way to to stay away. It, It may be a tough decision. It may be difficult. It may be painful. It may even be embarrassing because you got to go, guys, I can't, I can't go there with you because I start drinking, I can't, I can't stop. You know, I can't do that. There's always a way out. There's always a way forward. God will make sure as long as you keep some distance between that. But you want to go in there and play around? Well, good luck. Good luck. Paul, we looked at this a minute ago, says no temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. Everybody's dealt with it. But God is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. Instead, with the temptation, God will supply a way out so that you will be able to endure it, overcome it, to, to fight against it. Friends, the evil one's strategy, it, it's simple. It is quite simple. One way or another, he plans on getting you. He wants to get you. And if you're going to avoid this trap, you're going to avoid the snares, you're going to avoid the temptation, you need Jesus Christ in your life. Period. You know, Paul, he says, I can do all things. I want you to notice it says all things, not some, not a few, not once in a while. I can do all things through Christ because he gives me strength. Friends, Jesus Christ will give you the ability to avoid this thing, to avoid the cages, to avoid the the chains in life. The question is, are you going to let him? You know, some of you maybe go, well, I haven't made Jesus my savior. You got to take that step first. You'll never defeat whatever it is you need to defeat or to overcome without Jesus Christ in your life. I don't give you much hope for it. Many of you have already done that. Now the question is, are you going to allow Jesus to give you the strength to stay away from this cage? Again, whatever that is for you. We all have a cage. We all have a temptation. And we all need to run from whatever it is. Whatever it is. Let's stand for a word of prayer together. There'll be uh, prayer teams down front this morning. Uh, Maybe something happened this week, you know, lost a job or somebody sick that you know that needs prayer, they'll be down here to pray with you. Maybe something we talked about this morning, you're just like, I, I need to kind of run from some stuff. You don't have to come down, spill it all out and go, hey, let me tell you about everything that I'm struggling with in my life. Just say, hey, pray for me. Just pray for me. Just leave it generic. That's fine. 
let it be personal between you and God, but let, let us pray for you. So let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you, and God, we thank you that you love us so much. God, I thank you for your grace, your love. It's enduring. And God, I uh, pray that um, all of us would admit our struggle with sin, with temptation. And God, that uh, we'd make a commitment to just cry out to you when we're struggling. And God, when we see that trap, whatever, whatever it is, that your Holy Spirit would go, there it is, run, run. And we'd have the wisdom to do just that. God, we thank you for the opportunities you place before us. And God, may we choose wisely and honor you with all the choices we make and give you glory with our life. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, let's worship together.